Chapter thirty three of Carpenter's Geographical Reader Asia by Frank Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. The Wild Animals of India. One would not think a country so thickly populated could have many wild animals. The peninsula of Hindustan, however, has large tracts upon which little grows. It has forests of teak and other trees, the home of the elephant and vast jungles in which roam tigers panthers and leopards the jungles are composed of thickets of bamboo creeping vines and the dense brush found in tropical climates they cover the lower slopes of the himalaya mountains and are to be found also here and there upon and near the high plateaus of southern and central india from these wilds the tigers dash out into the farming districts and attack men women and children it is estimated that one thousand persons are annually killed by them the panthers and leopards and the tigers as well kill many cattle and sheep in a single year more than sixty thousand cattle have been destroyed by wild beasts india has also poisonous snakes which in some years kill as many as twenty thousand human beings so you see the country is by no means so safe as one might think considering its great population the wild animals are of many curious kinds there are monkeys large and small and leopards which have been tamed and trained to hunt other beasts there are crocodiles in the rivers and rhinoceroses in the swamps the rhinoceroses of the brahmaputra valley often grows to be five or six feet in height and the great horn on its nose sometimes attains the length of a foot and then there are the wild elephants which are still to be found along the base of the himalayas and in the hilly country not far from cape cormoran they live in herds feeding on grass bamboos wild bananas and the leaves and barks of certain trees it is against the law to shoot elephants and whosoever captures or injures one without the permission of the government is fined and he may be cast into prison the huge beasts are caught by driving them into stockades or by running them down with tame elephants ridden by men often a herd is driven into a stockade and the hunters go in to catch them this work is dangerous for if an angry elephant can get at the man it will jump upon him and kick him backwards and forwards between its fore and hind feet it may kneel upon him or by means of its trunk and feet tear his body from limb to limb india has many deer and antelope although the vast antelope herds of the past which sometimes numbered ten thousand or more have now disappeared it has the musk deer which secretes the musk fat from which comes the perfumery of that name and also many wild cats and dogs in assam on the edge of the himalayas are wild dogs which hunt in packs twenty-five or thirty of them going together when once on the track of an animal no matter whether it be a deer or a tiger these dogs will follow it for days and attack it when it is brought to bay i wish we could take specimens of the indian rat family home to show to our friends there are more than one hundred species some of which are as small as the tiniest mouse and others as large as a cat the bandicoot for instance weighs two or three pounds and often measures fifteen inches not counting its tail which is nearly as long there is another animal which we can find in almost any part of hindustan 
This is the jackal, which looks like a very large fox. It has a jaw so strong that it can crush bones with its teeth, and its yell is like the scream of a baby. It is a sneaking, cowardly beast. It will put its tail between its legs and run at the sight of a man, although it may attack a child. The jackal is the common scavenger of the towns and villages. It feeds upon dead meat of all kinds and often fights with the vultures over a carcass. The cat family is well represented in India, and especially the larger cats, such as lions and tigers. There are more tigers than lions. I once saw ten big Bengal tigers in the zoological garden at Calcutta, one of which measured twelve feet from the tip of his nose to the end of his tail. He was fresh from the jungle and consequently very fierce. As I watched him, the keeper put some meat inside the door of the cage and then went away. The great beast pounced upon the meat. When, to see what he would do, I poked my umbrella in through the cage. Thereupon he raised his head and sprang at me with a roar, but was thrown back by the bars. My heart sank and I jumped back, whereupon the keeper came up and warned me that the tiger was a man-eater, having already killed one hundred people. Most tigers, however, are not man-eaters. They live upon deer, antelope, and wild hogs, and kill also cattle, horses, and camels. It is only when very hungry that they will attack men, but it is said that having once tasted human flesh, they prefer it to all other food. A single tiger is known to have killed one hundred and twenty-seven human beings. This tiger prowled along one of the chief public roads, stopping all traffic until an English sportsman fired the shot through his neck, which caused his death. The tiger usually does his hunting at night. He makes his lair in a jungle near a village or a corral where the cattle are kept. After dark, he creeps out until within a few feet of his victim, and then, with a spring, seizes it by the throat often dislocating the neck. In the case of human beings, an old man-eater will sometimes grab a person by the shoulders with his teeth, swing the body about over his back, and trot off into the jungle to devour his living victim at leisure. This animal is wonderfully strong. The tiger can strike down a cow with a blow of his paw and drag her off with his teeth. His claws are as white as ivory and as hard almost as steel. They can be covered at will, like those of a cat, and are drawn in while walking that they may not be worn off by rubbing the ground. Tigers are not brave, and they will usually run from a man rather than face him, but when brought to bay, they will fight until dead. They will even spring upon the backs of elephants in their attempts to get at the hunters who are riding them. The men often build platforms in the trees through which the beasts come to get food or drink. They then climb up and lie in wait to shoot the tigers as they slip by. A young buffalo or calf is often tied at the foot of such a tree. The tiger pounces upon the animal and is sucking its blood when the hunter above takes aim and kills him. Have you ever heard of the cobra? It is one of many poisonous snakes and about the most venomous known to man. It is found all over India and it causes many deaths every year. The cobra is not large, seldom growing to a length of more than four feet, although some are known to have been five or six feet long and six inches thick. This snake has a small head, which it expands in the shape of a hood when it grows angry. 
it rises on its tail as it strikes and it cannot strike to a distance greater than its own length cobras sometimes crawl inside the houses not long ago an english lady was writing at her desk in her indian home when suddenly she felt as though somebody was looking at her from behind she turned around again and again but there was nothing in sight then at last on the floor she saw a cobra raising its hood-shaped head and about to spring at her she jumped upon the table and screamed for the servants who rushed in and the snake was killed we shall meet hindu snake charmers in all of the cities they are among the most skillful jugglers to be found anywhere and they handle snakes as though they were so many pieces of rope each juggler is naked except for a white turban and a strip of dirty white cotton wound around his waist he has so little clothes that it would seem impossible for him to conceal anything in them but nevertheless he brings forth from space as it were great bunches of snakes i remember a snake charmer i once met at delhi who was clad as i have described he asked me to hold out my hand and laid a piece of brown paper upon it he then took up a flute and began to play fixing his eyes on the paper as though he saw something there he danced around me for some time playing all the while and keeping his weird black eyes upon my hand he then started back and pointed at the paper my eyes followed his but i could see nothing he repeated this action dancing about more wildly than ever at last he dropped the flute and commenced to sing continuing his dance and pointing again and again at my hand all at once while i was still looking he thrust out his naked arm clapped his bare hand down upon the paper and snatched out of my very hand three great cobras he shook them and they squirmed and wriggled before my frightened eyes as he did so the cobras raised their hooded heads and darted out their fangs at me i jumped back for they were within only a few inches of my nose i could not tell then and i do not know now where the snakes came from i saw the trick performed again and again but i could never discover how it was done End of chapter thirty three